Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Can you believe we're already to Week 10? We are officially halfway through the NFL regular season. Halfway through the road to 272 bets, and unfortunately, we are back in the red. Uh, we needed to win one of the two primetime games to get profitable, and we lost them both, unfortunately. So, week nine, five, six, and two, minus 1.24 units. That brings our season-to-date record for the road to 272 to 67, 64, and five for minus 0.44 units. So, less than half a unit down, plenty of football left it's time to get a little bit of a hot streak going i don't really have too much else to say um i'm also gonna try to record a podcast for ufc 281 this weekend uh for any of you ufc betters out there i'm gonna be there at madison square garden bought my ticket today so i'm gonna bet on every single fight from the very first early prelim fight all the way to the main event so since I'm going to bet on every single fight, I might as well give you the picks for every single fight as well. So I'm going to try to get that done here before this weekend. Um, I probably won't go too in-depth. I haven't followed UFC as much as I used to, uh, but I'm going to try to get that done. So keep an eye out for that uh, if you're interested in any picks for uh, this weekend's stacked UFC card at Madison Square Garden. Other than that, I got not. I don't, I don't really have anything too much else to say. This is... This has been the biggest grind of a football season to date since I've started betting on betting on every single game, uh, but we're fine. We're in an okay position. Uh, luck hasn't gone my way, certainly like it uh, went my way last year, but that's okay. We got lots of football left. I'm still confident. Going to trust the process. Going to keep going. So without further delay, let's dive into the NFL Week Ten episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. 
No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. Thursday night football, the best Thursday night football game of the year. Why do I say that? Because it's my Atlanta Falcons. It is uh, the curse that you have to live with when you cheer for a team that's not in a big market and is also a bad team. Uh, you get one primetime game a year. So this Thursday night is the only primetime game I get to watch my Falcons. If they're good, I might get two to three primetime games a year. I remember even like in their Super Bowl run, those years when they were really good, they were like one of the best teams in the NFL and we're still only getting like two primetime games a year. So that's uh, media does not like the Atlanta Falcons. I guess maybe they just don't bring in the TV viewership that, that some other teams do, but Hey, because of the, because of the rules, we get one primetime game a year, at least. I think this is the only primetime game for the Panthers as well, to be fair. So I'm very excited for this big game because we are now tied with the Buccaneers atop the NFC South after we couldn't close it out against the Chargers. But, um, a win and a Buccaneers loss gets us back in sole possession. Because right now they technically win on the tiebreakers since they beat the Falcons in their first meeting. But uh, this is all goes to say I will be betting on uh, the Falcons here. Minus two and a half. By the way, uh, what a what a classic Falcon way to lose. Uh, they still shock me every week when they still are finding different ways to lose. Last week against the Chargers. Chargers down in field goal range to be fair. Uh, game winning field goal range. Uh, but they fumbled it. The Falcons then picked up the fumble. We're returning it. We're, they were about at midfield. Would have been in the great spot to get themselves in field goal range for a game-winning field goal. And then lo and behold, I forget who it was that was returning the fumble for the Falcons, but they just dropped it. No, there was no forced fumble. Uh, nobody was trying to tackle them. Nobody was even touching them. They were just running with the football and dropped it. Chargers then jump on it. Have one play to get in a field goal range, kick the game-winning field goal, game over. Falcons lose the lead in the NFC South, so that was fun. That was that was fun. It's always fun to watch new ways that my Falcons find ways to lose. But hey, I will back them this week. Minus two and a half is what I got. I think it's at minus three at most places. Um, I still like them in this spot, though. I think the Panthers, and I called this last week when I bet on the Bengals against them. I think the Panthers kind of show their true colors. There's a couple weeks stretch there. Where I was like, oh, P.J. Walker, he might be legit. No, they're a lot better without Matt Rule. And, oh, hey, maybe they're better without Christian McCaffrey, too. Because it, you know, opens up other options. No. Panthers stink. The Panthers stink, and I think they're going to go on a little bit of a losing streak here. And they're going to contend for the number one overall pick by the end of the season. So, I'll take the Falcons as small favorites here. A big issue with the Panthers offense, uh, which cost them game after game. Because a lot of their, like... Net yards per play, I think they're like 18th in the NFL. Like they aren't even that bad. But where they really lose themselves games is third down. Dead last in the NFL and third down conversion rate, converting only 26.67% of their third down opportunities. The Falcons, on the other hand, while their net yards per play stats haven't been fantastic, they're actually great on third down. Uh, they're actually uh, sixth. In the NFL, in third down conversion rate, converting on 45% of 
of their third down opportunity. So that is the big difference in this game between these two teams. Uh, Carolina's defense has also had trouble stopping the run a little bit over each team's last three games. The Panthers ranked 24th in opponent yards per carry, allowing an average of 4.9 yards per rush. Uh, and we all saw uh, how the Falcons have been able to run against teams, especially last week now that they have Cordero Patterson back in the lineup makes their offense a little bit more dynamic uh, as well. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll back my dirty birds here. Listen, we're not going to bet against my Falcons on prime time. Maybe that's a little bit of a bias on my part, but I will back my Falcons minus two and a half minus one ten on Thursday night. Then we got Sunday morning. It is the final game in Europe. It is in Germany. It is the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. And I'll take the Seahawks on, on the money line, plus 130 against the Buccaneers on Sunday morning. It is crazy to me. We saw this last week with the Cardinals. To be fair, I took the under that lost. I should have taken the obvious pick and just taken the Seahawks because it's like sportsbooks still don't believe that the Seahawks are good. Uh, they are good. They are a very good team. There are teams who I like to call frauds. Uh, who I don't think are good as the record. And when I do that, I back it up with statistics. But I can't do that with the Seahawks because their statistics back up their record. 10th in the NFL in net yards per play. Buccaneers are 17th and they're trending in a worse direction. Um, now, you might even say the Bucks have a defensive advantage in this game and that's why they're favored. Well, over each team's last three games, the Seahawks rank... First, that is right, first in the NFL over each team's last three games in opponent yards per play. Buccaneers in that category over the last three games, 18th. Also, the way to attack the Seahawks defense is by running the football. They are 25th in opponent yards per carry, and 38.04% of the yards gained against the Seahawks comes in the ground, which is the 10th highest mark in the league. But... What is the one thing that the Bucs absolutely cannot do to any success this season? Run the football. Dead last in yards per carry, averaging just three yards per rush. Uh, and nobody throws the ball more than Tampa Bay, and the Seahawks over their last three games are allowing only 4.8 yards per pass. That is the third best mark in the league. I will back the Seahawks here, who I actually believe are a good football team. I do think the 49ers might catch them in the race for the NFC West. Uh, but I think the Seahawks get in as a wild card. That might be a little bit of a frisky wild card team. So I'll take Seahawks plus 130 against the Buccaneers in that one. Moving on to the early afternoon games on Sunday. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. I will take the Jaguars to cover the spread here. I got the spread at plus 10. I think it's a 9, 9.5 at most places now. Uh, but the Jaguars, and I say, this is a big reason why I took them to beat the Raiders last week. They entered, uh, they are around top 10 in net yards per play. Entering this week, they are, they are 11th in net yards per play. Uh, and without even looking into deeper statistics or anything, there's just no way I'm laying double-digit points uh, against a team that is in the top half in net yards per play. Full stop. You got to look at other stats for sure. But net yards per play gives you just a basic overview of how well a team does in moving the ball and preventing the other team from moving the ball. A double-digit spread is a massive spread. At the very least, they need to be ranking in the bottom half of the NFL in net yards per play for me to lay double-digit spread against them. The Jaguars do not. 11th in net yards per play. Also, the Chiefs run defense, a big reason why I was on the Chiefs 
to cover against the Titans uh, in week nine. And I'll talk about that game a little bit later when I talk about the Titans. Um, but Derrick Henry, to be fair, ran the ball all over them. So maybe the run defense isn't as good as I thought. And the Jaguars are technically a better running team than the Titans. They rank fourth in yards per carry. Travis Etienne has been fantastic the past few weeks. So maybe they can run the, run the ball a little bit on this Kansas City team. Jacksonville also ranks in the top half of the NFL in both third down offense and third down defense. Chiefs should win this game, and I'll talk about it more a little bit later, but uh, we'll be taking Chiefs in Survivor this week. Uh, but I will take the Jaguars to cover the 10-point spread. Double digits. Can't do it, Jaguars. Not a good team, but better than uh, better than a team that anyone should be laying 10 points against. So Jaguars plus 10, minus 110. Moving on to the Texans and the Giants. Once again, spread way too big here. I'll take the Texans plus 6.5. I got the juice on that one at minus 105. I give credit to the Giants for winning these games for sure. Uh, and now I've had a week off of having to call them frauds, and they are coming off a loss to the Seahawks, so I'm not going to toss out the f word but i mean let's just talk stats here 29th in net yards per play minus 0.7 texans right behind them at 30th any team that ranks 29th in net yards per play should not be laying almost a touchdown worth of points no chance also the texans have begun to kind of lean on the running game here uh their rushing play percentage has increased to 42.4 uh, sorry their rushing play percentage um has increased to 42.2% over the last three games and 56.14% against the Eagles last Thursday night. So if they run the ball that many times against the Giants, I think they're going to have success because the Giants rank 31st in opponent yards per carry, giving up 5.5 yards per rush. So I'll give the Giants this. They should be favored in this game for sure because the Texans, are, in all likelihood, are the worst team in the NFL. But six and a half points is a lot of points for a Giants team to lay, a Giants team that ranks in the bottom five in just about every single stat you look at. So I will take the points with Houston in this one. Texans plus six, six and a half at minus 105. And then we have the Bills and the Vikings. Uh, I, the, obviously, the big question in this game is Josh Allen. There's rumors going around he might miss some time. He might miss this week. He has a little bit of an elbow uh, injury and this line has now moved way down uh, so I got a bad line on this one I got bills minus seven and a half I'm looking at it now at least on FanDuel it's down to five and a half uh, but I got to stick with it so even to be honest uh, I don't know who the backup is is the backup's the former Vikings guy uh, why am I blanking on his name the guy who threw the uh, Minneapolis miracle to uh, Justin uh, to Stefan Diggs why am I blanking on this guy's name? This is brutal. Uh, but even if he starts, I think I'd still take Bills minus five and a half to be fair, which is the current number. And the irony of the bill of uh, him and just uh, Stefan Diggs taking on the Vikings is, is pretty funny too. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to kick myself for not getting it. Just a complete brain fart here. No, I looked up Vikings death chart. That's what I want. Oh, Bill's death chart. Ay, 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 ay. You're probably screaming uh, at your listening device right now. Case Keenum. Of course it's Case Keenum. Case Keenum might get the start. Even if he does, I, th I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he obviously has a history with Stephon Diggs. Maybe they'll have some good chemistry going. Uh, I don't think this Vikings team is as good as its record. So spread is minus 5.5 right now. I would love that if Josh Allen plays. I still like it. 
if Case Keenum plays. And based on the two-point line adjustment, I would say that sportsbooks are um, factoring in Josh Allen not playing. So if Case Keenum does get announced, it might move down another point. I wouldn't be surprised if it stays at five and a half, maybe five. Uh, but I still like the Bills regardless. Their defense is too good. Uh, the Vikings secondary is absolutely terrible. 27th in opponent completion percentage. Uh, 29th in opponent yards per pass attempt. 26th in opponent yards per completion. Uh, and most importantly, dead last in opponent red zone touchdown scoring percentage. Seventy Over 78% of the time the teams get in the red zone against the Vikings, they score a touchdown. That's not good. That's not sustainable. You can't keep winning games with that kind of a red zone defense. So even with Case Keenum playing quarterback, I like their defense. I like their receiving core. Their running game has surprisingly actually been pretty good this season. So I will take Bills. I got it at minus 7.5, unfortunately. That is the line I have to stick to. Uh, you unfortunately can't upgrade your bet to a better spread. So I got Bills minus 7.5, but I like it certainly even better at minus five and a half where it's currently at lions bears i will take the over in this one over 48 and a half minus 110 the bear, bears are like have just randomly turned into uh, a really good over team uh to bet on their offense is moving the ball better than we've i can remember a chicago team moving the ball ever uh and their defense absolutely stinks uh so this game is a game between two of the worst defenses in the nfl so over over each of their last three games Lions ranked 29th in opponent yards per play, allowing 6.2 yards per snap. The Bears' defense ranks dead last in opponent yards per play, allowing 6.8 yards per snap. Both offenses have some of the best rushing attacks in the league. The Bears are averaging 5.4 yards per carry, second best in the NFL. Lions are averaging 5.0 yards per carry, eighth in the NFL. And now they're taking on two defenses that rank 26th and 28th in opponent yards per carry. Finally, Lions have been great in the red zone, which is what you want to see. If you're on the over, you do not want field goals. You want touchdowns. And the Lions score a touchdown on 71.43% of the red zone trips. Uh, and neither defense is good in the red zone, 24th and 28th in red zone defense. So a lot of signs point towards this being a dream over betters matchup. So I will take over 48.5 between the Lions and the Bears. Next up, we got Saints-Steelers. Uh, Saints really let me down on Monday night there. Needed some more points from them. But now they're taking on the Steelers. Uh, and I will back them minus 2.5, minus 110. Because I think the Steelers, I think skill-wise and even offensive play-calling-wise, they're the worst team in the NFL. I think Mike Tomlin is a good enough coach that they play much better than where they should be playing. But still, statistically, they are dead last in net yards per play. Uh, the Saints... Bad Monday night, but even with that bad Monday night football game, uh, let me bring up net yards per play here. They're still, I believe, just inside the top 10 in net yards per play. Yeah, seventh in the NFL in net yards per play. Uh, they should be able to run the ball against the Steelers. I, they shouldn't have too much of an issue throwing the ball, hopefully. Andy Dalton's not in prime time, so hopefully he'll be all right. Um, so I would just take the Saints to win and cover. This is more just a fade of the Steelers. The Steelers less than a touchdown underdog or less than a field goal underdog against anyone not named like the Texans or Cardinals or pretty much it. That's it. <clears throat> I'm going to have to go fade against them. Like if this spread was up, like I would set the spread at like five and a half, six. 
Like this to me is a pretty easy play. I'll take Saints minus two and a half, minus one ten. Browns, Dolphins. If you thought I was going to get off this Dolphins over train, um, then you would be incorrect, my friend. Uh, I will once again take the over in a Dolphins game. I am convinced that they are a dream over team, but uh, the under hit a, a ton of times in the first half of the season. Now I think it's two straight games the over has hit. Uh, for the Dolphins, I'm going to keep riding it because I still think it's the right play. I don't think any game involving the Dolphins should have a total in the 40s. I think they should all be in the low 50s. But once again, it's at 48.5. I'm inclined to take the over second in the NFL in yards per play this season. First in yards per play offensively over their last three games. Brown's pretty respectable in moving the ball as well. 10th in yards per play. And meanwhile, their two defenses uh, are terrible. Uh, 27th and 29th in third down. And red zone defense for the Dolphins. Uh, the Browns defense has been terrible. Uh, the Dolphins run defense has been bad. Um, so I think this is a game where both offenses for the two teams are significantly better than their defenses. I told you that the Dolphins are going to go on a string of over overs cashing sooner rather than later. And I think we're in the middle of that now. So I'm not going to get off uh, my take uh, I'm going to keep riding the Dolphins over train. So Browns, Dolphins over 48 and a half minus 110. Uh, let's take a quick break uh, and I'll be back to break down the second half of the games for week 10. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's keep things moving. The Tennessee Titans against the Denver Broncos. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I'm a big Titans guy. Love the Titans. Never doubted the Titans for a single second last season or this season. In fact, I now have bets on them to win their division, win the conference, and the Super Bowl because apparently stats don't matter when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. They defy every single stat. And anyone who has been trying to fade them for the past season and a half, give up. It is time to join them. It's time to join Titan fam. Hashtag Titan fam. Big Titans guy. So, of course, I'm going to bet on them to win and cover against the Denver Broncos. I got a minus two and a half, minus 110 here. They have covered in six straight games. Don't even look at the stats. They don't matter. They don't matter. They just have that grit. They have the They have the determination. They have Derrick Henry. They have Mike Vrabel as their head coach. Stats don't matter. Take the Titans. I will say Derrick Henry uh, should uh, have another good game. Broncos 27th in opponent yards per carry, allowing 4.9 yards per rush. So, hey, 
if they just hand it off to him and uh, hopefully uh, Malik Willis doesn't play since he can't really throw the ball, maybe they should still be all right anyways. And I will say we do have a matchup between the second worst third down offense in the NFL and the best third down defense, the Titans, best third down defense in the NFL. That makes a huge difference, especially against a team that can't convert third down chances. But I'll, I'll ride the Titans. I'll ride my Titans, dare I say, to once again win and to cover for the seventh straight game. I've always been a big Titans guy. You guys know this. Have faith. Stats don't matter. Titans just get it done. They got heart. They got grit. They get it done. Titans, Titans, tighten up. Hashtag Titan fam. Titans minus two and a half, minus one ten against the Broncos. Raiders, Colts. Uh, Colts stink. Sam Ellinger sucks. I don't know. Bring back Matt Ryan. What are the Colts doing signing Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach? A guy who has never coached above the high school level, didn't, wasn't on the team, uh, with a team filled with qualified coaches that could take over as interim head coach. Some of them are even former head coaches. Um, if you want to go with a former player, I think Reggie Wayne is the receivers coach or something. Why don't you go with Reggie Wayne? I don't understand the Jeff Saturday move. I wish I had the balls to be classic underreact guy and just take Colts just for the hell of it and underreact to the shitstorm of a franchise that this has turned into, but I can't do it. I don't know. The other coaches on the roster can't be happy about them bringing in Jeff Saturday. Who is Sam Ellinger starting a quarterback? They can't run the ball. They gained two yards per play against the Patriots last week. I guess I'll take the Raiders. I'll lay the points with the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders' offense still is is good. Their defense stinks, but they're better than the record. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about this game. I have no idea what to expect. How do how do you how do you handicap a team that just fired their head coach and their head coach that they brought in to fill in has never been a coach at the collegiate or pro level head coach or assistant coach or even a positional coach he hasn't done anything he was an espn analyst and i think he coaches son's high school team or something so i don't know i guess i'll take the raiders minus six and if i'm wrong then i'm willing to be wrong on that one if somehow the Colts end up being better and come out and beat the Raiders, but we'll see. I'll take Raiders minus six, minus 110. Rams and Cardinals here. I do think the Rams suck, but I think the Cardinals suck more. Cardinals 30th in the NFL in net yards per play. The only teams worse than the Cardinals in net yards per play are the Texans and the Steelers. Uh, And we all know that the kryptonite for the Rams is when they play a team with a good pass rush that can overpower their offensive line, but not the case with the Cardinals. Arizona 27th in the NFL in sack percentage and also Rams throw the ball the fourth most times in the NFL and the Cardinals secondary stinks they allow seven yards per pass uh, and 7.4 yards per pass over their last three games finally Cardinals 25th and third down offense 28th and third down defense we got to stop thinking that just because they have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins that they're going to be a good team it's not happening it looks like Kyler Murray took that contract and stopped caring honestly that's what it looks like to me i mean go ahead prove me wrong kyler murray uh so both teams stink rams are slightly better and they have the stylistic advantage in this game in my opinion so i will take rams minus three minus 110 in that one cowboys and packers 
I got the Cowboys at minus four and a half, plus 100. I think that line has moved up now. Yeah, they're minus five now. The Packers are broken, 15th in yards per play, despite their games being against largely subpar to bad defenses. They only gained 5.6 yards per play and scored nine points against the league's worst defense, the Detroit Lions, last week. Now they have to face one of the best defenses in the league. The Cowboys rank fourth in opponent yards per play, first in sack percentage, best pass rush in the NFL, getting a sack on 11.22% of their opponent dropbacks. Cowboys offense finally came to life too. Dak Prescott with a full game under his belt. They scored 49 points against the Bears. Uh, I see no reason to bet on the Packers. Until the Packers come out and win a game convincingly and prove to people that they still have some fire left in them, I just can't bet on them. Unless, like a couple weeks ago when I bet on them when they were 10.5-point underdogs to the Bills, if they're double-digit underdogs or even even underdogs of more than a touchdown, I'll take a look at them. But 4.5, five-point spread, I will take the Cowboys gladly. Cowboys minus 4.5, even money against the Packers. Sunday night football, we got the 49ers and the Chargers. I'll lay the seven points with the 49ers, minus 105 against the Chargers here. The Chargers suck. Um, 25th in net yards per play. Uh, Their offense only gained five yards per play against the Falcons defense that is basically a D2 college defense right now. No A.J. Terrell missing one of their best defensive players. Can't stop the pass. Practice squad guys playing the secondary, and they still only gained five yards per play. So not only do the Chargers stink, this is also a bad matchup for them. Christian McCaffrey might get a million yards against them this week. They are dead last in opponent yards per carry, allowing 5.7 yards per rush. 0.2 more yards per rush than the next worst run defense. Chargers are injured. Justin Herbert has nobody to throw to. 49ers are firmly the second best team in the NFC, in my opinion. And they might even overtake the Eagles by the end of the year. So I love the 49ers. I wouldn't mind betting on them to win the Super Bowl. I think right now 12 to 1, 13 to 1. I will take them to cover the seven point spread against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football, which leaves us with Monday Night Football, speaking of the Eagles. I'll take the Commanders plus 10.5, minus 110 here. We have seen a hole that has been exposed in this Eagles team. They can't stop the run. Heading into week 10, Philadelphia ranks 29th in opponent yards per carry. 29th. And opponent yards per carry, allowing 5.2 yards per rush. They allowed the Houston Texans to gain 5.3 yards per carry on them against against them on Thursday Night Football. Jordan Davis, I don't know if he's going to be out for this game or not. Him being out against the Texans obviously made a huge difference. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be out for this game or not. But if he is, that's going to hurt them quite a bit as well. Washington has begun to lean on the run game a little bit more in recent weeks. Over the last three games, they've run the ball on 49.48% of plays, which is the sixth highest rate in the NFL over that span. If they do that again on Monday, Washington should be able to do enough to at least keep this game close. Washington's defense has also been solid. Um, I take that they're going to be the worst team in the NFL this season is has now coming true uh, to prove to be wrong. I think if they kept Carson Wentz in uh, as their quarterback all season, maybe... That had a better chance of being right. Taylor Heineke, while certainly makes mistakes, he does a lot of things right, too. Uh, Their defense, though, has played solid. Also, most importantly, third in opponent third down conversion rate, seventh in red zone defense. If you can stop teams on third down, if you can stop teams from scoring touchdowns when they get to the red zone, that's going to go a long way. Uh, The numbers are enough 
for me to take the Commanders to cover a double-digit spread. So I'll take Commanders plus 10.5, minus 110 on Monday Night Football against the undefeated Eagles. Uh, now my best bets uh, for this week. Uh, Falcons minus 2.5 on Thursday Night Football against the Panthers. Saints minus 2.5 against the Steelers. Bills minus 7.5 or down to minus 5.5. Uh, against uh, the Vikings, 49ers minus seven against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football, and Commanders plus ten and a half on Monday Night Football. Now I'll read through all of my picks here from the top. I got Falcons minus two and a half, minus one ten against the Panthers, Seahawks on the money line plus one thirty against the Buccaneers in Deutschland, Jaguars plus ten, minus one ten against the Chiefs, Texans plus six and a half, minus 105 against the Giants. Bills, minus seven and a half, minus 110 against the Vikings. Lions, Bears, over 48 and a half, minus 110. Saints, minus two and a half, minus 110 against the Steelers. Browns, Dolphins, over 48 and a half, minus 110. Titans, minus two and a half, minus 110 against the Broncos. Raiders, minus six, minus 110 against the Colts, Rams, minus 3, minus 110 against the Cardinals, Cowboys, minus 4.5, even money against the Packers, 49ers, minus 7, minus 105 against the Chargers, and the Commanders, plus 10.5, minus 110 against the Eagles, with my best bets being Falcons, Saints, Bills, 49ers, Commanders, all to cover. Teaser of the week. You can get the Raiders from minus 6.5, Against the Colts down to minus 0.5. All they need to do is win and take the 49ers down from minus 7 down to minus 1 against the Chargers. Survivor. We are still alive. Uh, we are down to the final 20. The Bills lost. Unfortunately, only one person was on the Bills this past week. Uh, <clears throat> so we are now down to the final 20. Uh, that does bring us into the next uh, payout. So we are at least going to win $250, but we are still well alive for the $25,000. I think there's really only two, maybe three obvious picks this week. It's the Eagles on Monday Night Football against the Commanders or the Chiefs on Sunday against the Jaguars, even though I'm on both underdogs to cover. Taking a team to cover a 10-point spread and taking them to win is very different things. Uh, my girlfriend and I can't take the Eagles. I already used them earlier this season. Looks like we are going to take the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars. That is all... But locked in. We were on the Bengals last week. That was one of the easiest survivor picks of all time in terms of it immediately seemed like a winner. It was like 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Panthers never had a chance this week. We're going to go with the Chiefs. You could go if you're still alive and you have the Raiders left. Uh, we don't have the Raiders left, so that's not an option either. You could go Raiders against Colts. I mean, can you see Jeff Saturday winning in his first game as interim head coach? I, I can't see it. Uh, so you could go Raiders... Uh, it could go Cowboys against the Packers. I think it's just time for us to use the Chiefs. Uh, they got a little scare on Sunday night against the Titans. Although the Jaguars aren't as bad as I think the spread is. Uh, they got a tall order to go into Kansas City at Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. I don't think they can do it. I think the Chiefs just outmatch them. So uh, we'll take the Chiefs and Survivor this week. And hopefully we lose another couple of uh, opponents. And we will revisit it next week uh but it looks like uh yeah the like 99 percent of the pool got eliminated in like the first eight weeks and then two weeks straight a total of one 
more person has been eliminated. So it might be a might be a slugfest down to the final couple of weeks. We'll see. There you have it. This has been the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Please uh, rate and review the podcast and whatever podcast thingy you're listening to this on. That would be much appreciated. Best of luck with all your bets this week. Like I said earlier, keep an eye out for a potential UFC 281 podcast coming out in the next couple of days. Thank you so much for watching. Love you all. Talk to you all next week. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.